Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as yours, This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? <laughs> Hello, Fish Nerds. Clay Groves here. Before you push play on this week's episode, oops, you already pushed it, but if you did push it and you are offended easily, you've got children around, you are a child, you should skip this episode. This episode is potentially very offensive. We talk a lot about uh, sex on this show this week, uh, and we are very explicit. So really important to hear that before you get on with the show. But here's the show. Everyone, it seems, wants to get more fish in the world. It's up to you and me, girl. Hello and welcome to the Fish Nerds, the show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. The show that's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd, Licensed Fishing Guide, your best friend. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you are listening. Today on the podcast, we are doing our annual Valentine's special, hence the, uh, the fancy, sexy music at the intro. Uh, and we are so happy that we have two very special, beautiful guests, uh, Tani Plattis, who is the founder of Tani Voice. She's an, which is an audio production company. She was one half of the Dirty Bits podcast, which I was a huge fan of, with her late husband, George. Uh, after he passed away, she turned the Dirty Bits into Death is Hilarious, a sarcastically named podcast feed that utilizes humor to explore and cope with loss and grief, which is uh, so complicated. Uh, and we have Kate uh, Wallinga. Who is it for? Do I say it right? Kate, what? Sure, yeah. That, well, yeah. it's your name. It matters. I, no, it's my husband's name. Oh. I mean. oh. <laughs> we have Kate, uh, who is a forensic psychologist <laughs> and crisis clinician turned podcaster. She is a host and producer of English Was Bliss, a podcast where she collects stories to try and figure out how we become who we are. She also co hosts Life World about crimes involving the internet with Derek Graziano. Uh, we will do the news today, and we will talk all about fish love. So it's a good day to be on the pod. Ladies, welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I, I was telling you off air that I'm fans of both of your shows. And I post up on one of the uh, podcast groups, I need two women to come on the show and talk about fish sex. And you both were like, oh, oh, me, me. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's a perfect pair. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun today. So we're going we're gonna to jump right into the content because I don't like to wait around. And so we're going to start off with the famous fish quiz. And this should warm you up into understanding uh, what's going to happen on the rest of today's show. Have you, have you heard of the famous fish quiz? I have. I have listened. I'm terrified. 
Oh, good. And Connie, <laughs> have you ever heard the, of the famous fish quiz? I'm not familiar with the fish quiz. Well, so the, what I do, fishing is such a complicated sport with thousands and thousands of, uh, and it's barely a sport, by the way. I don't really defend that statement. Um, with thousands and thousands of terms, and they're all kind of odd. And so what I've done today is I made a little quiz for the two of you, and we're, we're going to have a little contest. And do you see the hat I'm wearing right now? Can't it's miss pretty. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot pink fish nerd's beanie. It's lined with the belly fur of a fur-bearing trout to keep you extra warm in the wintertime. And we're actually going to play a game, and one of you is going to win my hat. <gasps> yeah, that's going to be a good game. And here Tawny, is the you're game. going now down. Now it's getting competitive. I know. You're going here down. Is, <laughs> i got to find a pen so I can keep score. Um, so here's how the game's going to go down. I'm going to read you each. We're going to go back and forth. I'm going to read you each three words. Two of them are very common flies for fly fishing. The other one is a sex toy. You have to decide which is which. Or okay. you have to pick out the sex toy. <laughs> okay. Bonus okay. points. Bonus points <laughs> if you know what the toy is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have, I'm going to get my paper out for keeping score. Got time. Do we buzz in? No, I'm gonna, we're going to go back and forth. we got Tawny versus okay. Kate. The trick is, who goes first? Does one of you guys have a preference, or should I just pick? You can, ta- Tawny, you do you. Okay. Let me take it away. All right, Tawny's going to be first. All right, you ready, Tawny? I'm ready. So remember, two of these are flies. The other one is a sex toy. You tell me the sex toy, and you get a bonus point if you know what the sex toy is. Sounds good. All right. So, Prairie Dog... Rabbit or bunny leech? Rabbit is the sex toy. You knew off the bat. By the way. Oh, yeah. I'm going to murder you, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I meant to do a a disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, (laughs) Before we get too far in, uh, The Fish Nerds is not a children's show, although normally it is family friendly. This show is not. So if you made it this far and your kids kids are listening, uh, turn it off. (laughs) Uh, and very specifically uh, to my kid, Zoe, uh, my 12-year-old, turn this off right now. You are not allowed to listen to this. And if you do, you are not allowed to ask me any questions later. <laughs> so with that were- being said, let me explain what the sex toy is, right? Oh, please. <laughs> the rabbit is a vibrator. Yes. And what, and what about it makes it the rabbit? It has little ears. Thank you. And we're not going to go. I'm not going to ask you what the ears are for. Although everything. I know. Oh, I know. So. It's so it's such a bummer. We don't have the visuals. I did a little. Burp, 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 my fingers. Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell you how much time I spent googling things today, and uh, what a, what a rabbit hole I got. To, I As got it to. were, I see what you did there. <laughs> so right off the bat, Tawny with two points here on the first thing. Are you ready, Kate? I doubt it. Go for right. it. We have the booby nymph, the uh, <laughs> the Kaufman stimulator, or the Orlina stimulator. Oh, should I think it's the Kaufman stimulator? Uh, no, the Kaufman stimulator is a fly. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, I am appalled. So, yeah, sorry about that. The Orlina stimulator, which is just a very small, soft vibrator. So. I knew one of them was, but I don't know brand names. Like, I I'm, know. <laughs> I, I, I shop generic, man. <laughs> I, I get all my vibrators at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Zoe, daughter of mine, turn this off right now. Stop listening. All right. Uh, she's probably still listening. 
All right, number three. This is for Tani. Um, we have the Philoplume Dragon, the Love Honey, or the Rainbow Warrior. I think the dragon is a sex toy. The dragon is not a sex toy. Oh, no? Yeah, no, it is the Love Honey, which actually is a brand of sex toys. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's not really a sex toy. It's a brand of sex it, toys. It, it, it is, is Tony and I go to Walmart mm. together to buy mm-hmm. our sex toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay, Tony. You're still ahead two to nothing here. Kate, moving on. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a fun one. We have the um, Hydromax, the Grizzly Clink Hammer, or the Fritz, the Fritz Bugger. <laughs> the Hydromax, the Grizzly Clink Hammer, or the Fritz Bugger. I think it's shit. I think it's the Fritz Bugger. Uh, no, it is not the Fritz Bugger. That is a no, fly. See? A okay. common fly. That's... It's the Hydromax. Hydromax. Oh. And if you know what the Hydromax is, I'll give you a point anyway. Well, it's no. I mean, no. No, obviously I don't. I I thought maybe the name would cue. It's a uh, yeah. No, I was going to say it's like a bidet. Well, no. Oh my god, Freud just called there. That was a true crime slip of the tongue. Yeah, the the Hydromax is a penis pump. Yeah, which I've. I, I wouldn't know what to do with. All right, so next. Um, I'm so uncomfortable. I barely know you guys. We're having. It's a good see. We're warming up. Oh, I'm. I feel like I'm just getting such an education. I'm fascinated. It's fun. All right, Tani. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, hmm. We have the uh, Mrs. Simpson, the Lilo Hugo, or the Copper John. Mrs. Simpson, Lilo Hugo, or Copper John. Lilo Hugo? It is a Lilo Hugo. Bonus, what is it? Mm-hmm. Let's see. The Lilo Hugo. Is that a strap-on? Uh, you know, you're in the right area, but I'm not going to give you the points for it. It is a radio-controlled prostate stimulator. That's what it was. See, <laughs> that wouldn't have been something that I would have been, like, picking out. That's something I've seen advertised. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, you live an interesting life. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, her wish ads are amazing. This I live in Southern California. It was unavoidable. It is. This is something I learned about that today. In fact, so I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and there's a lot of videos online that you should not watch. No. <laughs> so it's upsetting. Okay. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's upsetting. I don't know what to do. All right. I'm. I'm. So, I can't tell you how uncomfortable I am because I don't know you. I'm just dropping all this on you. All right, Kate. <laughs> All right, Clay, talk dirty to me. Go. <laughs> let me. Let me put on my best voice here. All right, Kate. Mm. How about Dave's Hopper, Peter Piper, or the Humpy? <laughs> Dave's Hopper, Peter Piper, or the Humpy? Okay. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna. I'm. I. I don't have any idea at all uh-huh. on this. Um. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Peter Piper. You are correct, Peter Piper, for a point. Kate finally on the board, and finally, <laughs> finally. You know, have you been married a long time? I think you would know more of these. Um, you'd, you'd think. You know, twenty hope. years is not quite long enough. But you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm well. telling you, generic brand for one and for another. I mean, when you start having kids as a baby, mm-hmm. then you just, you know, <clears throat> the labels wear off. Right. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this. So bonus point. Um, what is the Peter Piper? Um, I don't know. I uh, 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 I be, I I it, it, is it a, ver a version of the Accommodator? What is the Accommodator? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no, I, I am um, not an expert. <laughs> this is not my field. I'm a fish person. <laughs> please do not use a fish as an accommodator, please. I know. <laughs> please, Kate, tell me what an accommodator is. I, I need to know. It is a a way of anally pleasuring the man either during sex, during oral sex, or just like as a way to get to know him better. Well, that's how you know a person? <laughs> I just met you. Um, then this whole, okay. Um, no, it is not. Uh, the Peter Piper is actually a glass blown, um, as it were vibrate, not vibrate dildo. <laughs> that is actually a, uh, a pipe for smoking marijuana. Their logo is smoke it, then poke it. It's um, a real thing. <laughs> smoke it, then poke it. Okay. I'm so glad I got that wrong. I have yeah. no. <laughs> I'm disappointed, Kate. I thought for sure. <laughs> I thought, and I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're halfway done the game. How are you feeling about it so far? This is a blast, and I'm yeah. getting such an education. I'm like a few of these I didn't know, and I I didn't know that a fly. That was the question I did have for you was why would you call a fly a stimulator if one of those flies? Yeah, so a stimulator is a fly that stimulates a fish to eat it excites them oh i see okay and yeah so you throw it in the water and you'll you'll lot of times the fish will chase that fly but won't eat it but then once they see it they get oh maybe i'm hungry and then you put on a, a fly that closes the deal okay it yeah. does make sense yeah so you might start with the kaufman stimulator and you may end with the prairie dog or the, rainbow, <laughs> or the, the, the philip plume dragon or the grizzly clink hammer. You know me. I'll, you know me quite well already. Yes. You know. <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> if, if one thing I know is how to talk flies to a lady. All right. So, whose turn is? I lost track. <laughs> is it, it Tony? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we were at yeah, Peter Piper. Because I just right? had the Peter, right. Peter Piper. Right. All right. So here we go. We have Orange Death, the Squildo, or the Hamel's Killer. The Squildo. The Squildo. All right, Tani. What is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I'm wrong <laughs> about what I think it is, it's going to look real bad for me. I am listening. <laughs> I don't have this. <laughs> I think the Squildo, is it not unlike those fantasy dildos that are made out of, it's like a, what would you say? I don't know. Like a rubbery jelly material. It's like a dildo. Uh -huh. It's another dildo. I can't, is it kind of? Is it like a dildo that maybe the character from Guillermo del Toro's film <laughs> would have <laughs> the Shape of Water? <laughs> you know the character from the Shape of Water that kind of looks like a fish. Just keep I think talking. It's a dildo. Please, 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 I love this. That so would much. be. <laughs> Similar to his penis. I mm. saw an advertisement for this on Amazon and I was intrigued. <laughs> I told you wish, oh. right? I am yeah. so afraid of my Amazon ads coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the squildo oh, yeah, is, a, is a dildo that is uh, like a rocket shaped on one end, like, a, uh, like the top of a squid. And then the bottom end actually has tentacles. 
See, I was on the right track. It looks like a squid. So you're on the right track. I'm not going to give it to you, though, because, um, well, like if Kate said that, I would give it to her. It was not specific <laughs> to the character. Because yeah. she feels bad for Kate. Right. Uh, right. You know, Kate I was pretty damn close. That. It <laughs> was pretty damn close. Kate, I, I, I can accept losing this particular game. I'm still like scribbling furiously over here. So She's making notes. Google I'm a little disappointed later. I'm not doing better. I, I am, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to drink my drink. <laughs> mm. This is delicious. Okay. I've only gotten like two right. Uh, you, well, you got four points though. So... <laughs> Kate's one. That's a score so far. All right, Kate, you're up. You ready? Sure. All right. We have the Adams Irresistible, the Marabou Muddler, or the Jimmy Jane. The Jimmy Jane. It is the Jimmy Jane. It and, is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> you were so sure, Todd. You were like, no, it's, no. no. It's, it's the Marabou Muddler. <laughs> I thought it was Adams. <laughs> Jimmy Jane. So, uh, bonus point, Kate. What is it? It's like a strap on. No, it's not like a strap on. It's just a uh, like a like a soft vibrator, almost like an egg vibrator, but with like softer edges, uh, 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 like a pocket pussy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He says in visual quotes. <laughs> I do not know. I, I have to Google that one, and I'm afraid to. All right. <laughs> I googled so many things today. Okay, uh, Tony. <laughs> So awkward. All right. Um, I thought I'd be more comfortable with this by now. I think it's fun. I'm sorry that you're not more comfortable. <laughs> well, it's totally fun. I just, I feel like I'm blushing all over. All right. Uh, well. Tani. Here we go. We have the epoxy buzzer, the PTN hotspot, or the Pro Touch. The Pro Touch is the sex toy. It is the sex toy. I thought for mm-hmm. sure you'd go for the buzzer. No, no. no. <laughs> and, and what is it? Um, the I think the pro toy is the vibrator that is controlled with your with music. You can control the vibrations with music. The pro touch is a musically controlled vibrator. Yes, it is not. It is a butt plug. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. It might be musically controlled. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't read that far into it. I was uh, didn't do that deep of a dive. Uh, no, I did not <laughs> dive deep work. there into the yeah into the abyss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna assume she got all the way to the hilt, but whatever. Like yeah. I didn't I, ne- I didn't go all the way to the knuckles on that when I was uh, trying to keep it. Shut. <laughs> oh, I hate this game. All right, Kate. Uh, <laughs> I wrote the man who invented the game. I wrote it and I hate it. All right, Kate. Uh, <laughs> Real Frankenstein moment for you. I, you know, that's half my life. <laughs> I think the Fish Nerds podcast does that for me sometimes, too. Like, I, sometimes I wonder, why do I do this? Um, Kate, are Don't you ready? I am, I am ready for you, yes. All right. Thank you, Kate. I'm so glad you're ready for me. <laughs> I am ready for you. All right. I'm going to give you the iconic bullet, the beaded wooly bugger, or the red-eyed damsel. Mm-hmm. I got to go. The, the bullet. Uh was the iconic bullet, beaded woolly bugger, or red eye damsel? Yeah, the iconic bullet. The bullet is correct. And what is it? A, a, a fairly compact vibrator, yes? Yeah, and they call them what kind of vibrators? They call them. I'm oh, sorry? They what call kind? Them the kind of vibrator, yeah. Oh, I. I it's in the name. Get... It's in the name. It's iconic. No, no, go to the other side. 
<laughs> what? Bullet. Bullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that. Okay. That's how it was sort of understood. I was going the next step. I didn't realize I was going back to the name of the thing. It is a bullet vibrator. Yeah, there it is. I'll give you the point. For that. All right. So now it's, the game's getting close, Tommy. I hope you can handle it. So, I hope Tani, you're breathing heavy at least. I am. Uh, Tommy, you are at five and Kate's at four. Two questions, two questions left. All right. And so here are the questions. Oh, here's number 11. Tawny. Uh, cat's Whisker. Malibu Minx. Parachute Hopper. It's the Cat Whisker. It is not the Cat Whisker. No! Yeah, the Cat Whisker is a fly. It is the Malibu Minx. Malibu Minx. And it's just a small vibrator. It's not that exciting. I mean, it might be exciting. It's not. I don't know. I've not touched it. <laughs> That's um, why we've never heard of it. Fine, <laughs> exciting. I'm sure. Well, no. Uh, I will not. <laughs> but I'm sure some people enjoy it. It is mass manufactured. So, <laughs> all right, Kate, you could take it right here. If you, I really could. If you can name the uh, the sex toy and what it is, <laughs> that would give you two points, and that would give you the win. If you can only name the sex toy, you tie, and I have to find a second hat to mail somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so a tie results and you both get fish nerds hats. Okay? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. A lot of pressure. The red-eyed damsel, the atomic worm, or the Zalo queen. <laughs> red-eyed damsel, atomic I worm. I all of those at once. Zalo queen. Wow. I'll take oh, them all, please. HP Lovecraft called. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, uh, shit, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I, I think I have to go with the worm. The atomic worm? Yeah. No, the atomic worm is I, a, uh, is a green piece of string tied to a hook. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just really <laughs> glad that I'm wrong on that one, actually, but, yeah. but yeah. The Zalo Queen, and it's a very large vibrator, <clears throat> as one might imagine. So the winner is <laughs> Tani. <Yay>! Congratulations. <laughs> you get to win the hat that I am wearing right now. I can't it. wait to get it. I'm pumped. You're going to love it. It's super warm and perfect for Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, I'm going to give you guys each a quick chance to pitch your podcast to the Fish Nerds audience. So I'm going to let Kate go first. Kate, tell us about your show. Okay. Um, yeah, I am a former forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, and I went on disability in 2014, and I spent years listening to podcasts, and I would hear people ask questions like, what does it mean to have schizophrenia, or what does it mean to be not guilty by reason of insanity, and I would answer, except I was sitting alone on my couch several months after it had been recorded, and it didn't seem all that helpful to anybody. So eventually... Also, I realized that people were not just like pounding down my door asking questions for me. So I had to start my own show. And that's what I did. Over a time, I drifted away from true crime because it's, it's a messed up field. It's a messed up community. It's a messed up headspace to be in all the time. And when you drop, you know, 27 episodes a week the way that I do, it's best to have 
plain old normal podcasters too. Yeah, normal people are good too. <laughs> we, we like murderers, but we also like regular folk. We, we like well in the ways that you know serial killers are like podcasters. It's helpful. They're they are just like podcasters. Um, so your show is Ignorance Was Bliss. Ignorance Was Bliss. That's my main show. I have a second show about cybercrime with Derek. Um, in which we actually don't get all that murdery all that often, but the idea is that everybody's using the computer all the time to try and, you know, say, listen to podcasts, for instance, and let's talk about some of the things that people do that are not all that ethical or not all that smart. Perfect. And I put links up to your podcast on the show notes at fishners.com. And of course, scroll down the app and click right through and you can subscribe to those. Tani Plattis, tell us about your pod. Uh, my podcast was originally the Dirty Bits of History. Um, which, that was which, by the way, that... I, I loved from the very beginning. Loved that Thank show. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, my husband and I produced the show together. I'm a voice actor, and he did the audio editing. Uh, he passed away in November, and I had to go back to work. <laughs> So I transitioned our podcast from The Dirty Bits, which was far too difficult to start back up again, into a podcast that uses comedy, which is my background, to cope with loss and grief. And I interview other podcasters and artists on how they use humor and comedy to cope with grief. Yep. And I'm going to be honest, I, since, since, since uh, you lost George, I haven't listened to the show because I was kind of like a, I do avoidance. That's my, how I deal with things. And so today I made it a point to listen to your most recent episodes. And I think I really like how you handle things. And I think that um, you were talking today or your most recent episode of how there's no rules on how to deal with grief. And, and it was so resonated with me and on how like when people tell people how they're supposed to feel, how horrible that is. And, how wrong it is because the way you feel is the right way to feel at any given time. So thank you for doing this important message to get to people and it takes a lot of strength and I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well done. So, but you're a little teary too at the same time. Um, Always. (laughs) Even me, I don't even, I I just know your voices. And so it's, it's hard. All right. And this podcast is brought to you by Olukai, which is a handcrafted uh, Hawaii inspired footwear company. Uh, inspired uh, inspired by the Hawaiian culture and craftsmanship. Fishing is at the heart of the Hawaiian culture today, just as it has been for centuries. Generations of fishermen and women expertly cast from rocky shorelines and sandy beaches. They spearfish, throw nets, fly fish, and navigate their boats beyond the reef and into deep blue in search of the next big catch. No matter how they do it, there's an attention to detail and respect for the ocean that guides their passion. At Olukai, they believe in the same attention to detail when crafting the highest quality shoes and sandals built for every type of marine environment. Olukai's water-friendly, no he ha, it's hard to say, no he a mukai, I said that wrong, no, this is hard, no he ha mokuku slip-on shoe features razor spring with non-marking rubber for extra grip in the deck and the dock on the rocks is designed for easy on or off barefoot wear. And when it comes to sandals that perform, Alukai's new Ulela provides the comfort and durability of a sneaker for those long days on the boat or on the shore. Um, and I'm, I'm actually really excited about this because 
they sent us shoes. And so like later this week, my wife and I get to open this box of brand new shoes and try them on. And, uh, and, and I, we posted a picture up last week on the pod and our listeners actually, we have some that actually wear these shoes. So kind of like a nice company to resonate with our audience. And so we thank, um, we thank Olukai for sponsoring this podcast and we'll put links up, uh, at fishnerds.com. So you can click right on through and you don't have to worry about how to spell it. It's O L U K A I.com. And just click on through and buy some shoes and make a little comment and say the fish nerd sent you and uh, you'll be heroic. Uh, the fish nerds also brought to you by the fish nerds guide service. If you want to get your family out in the ice this winter in safety, uh, how about hiring the fish nerds? That's me to take you and your family out on a safe fishing adventure. We're open year round and we're very, very excited about it. And, um, can I thank myself for sponsoring me? That doesn't make any sense. So the, the main meat of today's show I want to talk about is fish sex. Uh, uh, fish have all kinds of crazy sex. And I thought since both of you guys were really good at uh, sex and understanding people, uh, we could probably talk about fish sex and maybe talk about some people or personality traits that match the way the fish like to do it. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So, and that's, I always say, like, it's funny, I'm, I'm always posting on the, on the podcasting groups online. I need a guest, you know, to, talk, to come on my podcast and the people say, I don't talk about fish. And I remind them that fish is about everything. We can always find our stuff. So we're going to talk about some bizarre facts about fish, their genitalia, and the reproductive rituals and what it is to be a fish. You guys ready? Jump in at any time. Don't be I, I, I bring it. I'm going to bring it. All right. So the first fish we're going to talk about is called the larger gonopodium. Um, well, so, actually, so scientists discovered fish with bigger penises breed fish with bigger brains. Male mosquito fish with larger gonopodiums, a fin that's modified to be the equivalent of a fish penis, are better at coercing females to mate with them as <laughs> males with fish that are less endowed. This is true. It's, it's true. They're called the penis fish. Um, Scientists studied in, <laughs> scientists studies indicate that penis length might factor into this, and their research also revealed that female offspring of the large penis fish had brain sizes that were the average 4.6% to 6.5% larger than those of the offspring of male fish with smaller penises. Although the difference was significantly larger for the female offspring, there was no change in the brain size for male offspring. So let me ask you a question. My, both my daughters are really, really smart. What's that mean? That means that you're going to tell this story and every guy <laughs> on the fucking planet. Have you heard of the God of Podium? <laughs> Are you familiar with? <laughs> I wear really big shoes. No, please tell me more. Yeah. Oh, you're already bored of that one. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you just created just so many problematic pickup lines that we're going to have to deal with now. Right. So the, the, the pickup line is going to have the word gonopodium in it. So you have to, but you have to sell, you have to sell See, the, the brain space on that. That was, that would be what impressed me would be the vocabulary. Then I'd be like, okay, it yeah. sounds like you had some decent SAT scores. Let's talk. Yeah. So you've you, been you, practicing you, in front of the mirror. It's all good. Keep yeah. doing the thing. So not only do you, are you well endowed, but you talk good too. <laughs> <laughs> you have big words. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of, it's amazing. Like, the, first of all, I want to know what scientists decide to measure those two things together. Like, I, whenever I read a study, like, I'm like, who, like, so they're studying this fish. They know it has this penis. 
and they're going, you know what I bet? I bet you that large penis means the fish are smarter for the babies. That was a team of male scientists. Had, well, I mean, for was sure. it? I want to know whether how accurate the fish itself is at estimating its own penis size. Oh, that's a great question. Do they exaggerate? Are they like humans? I, I once <laughs> caught a fish this big. Right. <laughs> it's cold in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shower, not a grower. I mean, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> I can't get it right. All right. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we started there. <laughs> All right. So some fish mate through external fertilization, uh, as do humans. Uh, many fish reproduce simply by excreting their reproductive materials, sperm and eggs, into the water so they will, so they will unite, be fertilized, and turn into offspring. This is called broadcast spawning or external fertilization. And by doing this, they're broadcasting their genetic code into the water. Female and male fish release their eggs and sperm into the same area of water at the same time and let nature take care of the rest. However, the eggs need to be continuously suspended in water by the current. If a current isn't present during fertilization, the eggs will sink into the bottom and die. So the way this works is, this is popular in like fish like salmon. You have all these males and females that get together in these giant clusters and the water becomes a cloud of sperm and eggs. So I've been to those parties. I, no, I, no, I mean, totally haven't. Totally. I'm so happy that you have. <laughs> I listen to the Savage Love podcast religiously every week, which is uh, Dan Savage's Sex and Advice podcast. And I listen to it because I hear about this life that people live that I'm like, wow, people do those things. And I like vicariously live through everybody else. So, Kim, <laughs> glad that you are having these kind of parties. I know who the father is of. All of my children. <laughs> Me too. I know who my kid's dad is too, I think. So, so that's broadcast spawning. Uh, a lot of fun. And, and I think that there's a lot of male brains who think that's the best way to do it. That sounds like where all of the dick videos, jerking off videos that you get on Snapchat. Like, it's like, this is like a David Attenborough special, uh, special. This is a David Attenborough special. (laughs) Should I read this in his voice? Like, I can't do his accent. I can't do his accent. Oh, oh, I did this like in a bit recently. It's so true. Like, it's so interesting that you told me that. I'm like, now it makes sense why I get those Snapchats. Because this is just in like their evolutionary DNA. This is what they evolved from. They're actually broadcast yeah. broadcast sperming you know that's spawning, why you get yeah. those vi- spawning and <laughs> sperming mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grieving i'm allowed you're allowed um, yeah i can sperm wherever i want i'm sad sperm anywhere yeah. <laughs> sperm all over the place I mean, you said I can, I can do what i want when i'm grieving and i want to sperm <laughs> i want to sperm there's yeah. no wrong way to grieve there's no wrong okay, way to well, sperm there are way, there are wrong ways to sperm for okay. sure. Like, I would say that. <laughs> oh, that's just so funny. It really is just in their DNA right from the beginning. Right from the they, beginning. They are part fish. Yeah. They can't help it. They well, have to just broadcast it out. That's I've, why we get dick pics. That's why you know it's funny. I've never maybe because I'm old and a dude, I've never gotten any sexting of any kind. Like no one's ever sent me anything. So. It's just so odd because of how it's just so odd because of how like abrupt it is too. It's like, hey, hey, how's it going? You have a really nice smile. Oh, and you're into rage against the machine. Yeah. Here's <laughs> my like, meat Jesus cleaver. Christ. 
<laughs> well, except, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's how you should reply to all. Oh, yeah, look pretty at that. much. It's yeah. pretty much. I, I go. No, I, I always go. Had, wait, what am I looking at? <laughs> I had never had a problem until the past month, and in the past month, there are two podcasters specifically that oh. have convinced themselves that my day is only made complete if I'm greeted head on, really? as it were. Well, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted that. Uh, um. Well. Um. <laughs> thanks, but no. Like, <laughs> well, I do, and my phone number is 607-378-FISH, so please feel free to send me whatever you'd like. I, I, no one's literally ever sent me anything good, so I welcome it. I, I don't know oh, why you, I get dick pics. I want to so I know. No, but that's fun. I know, right? Okay, everybody you. wants why, to see tits. Why can't I everybody. see tits? Why will nobody show me their tits? I see I'll show you day, my tits. But... <laughs> oh. Just a reminder, this Fishner's Today is not a kid's show, and if you kids are listening, you've already I will with them. absolutely send you a photo when we're oh done, Johnny. God. It's like, it's hard for everybody. I get it. Like, well, I understand the straight man's plight. It is hard to see tits. They're just everywhere. I mean, it's sad. <laughs> I, I relate with straight men a lot. I'm like, I get it. It's hard to get women. It is hard, man. Uh, <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> I don't even know what to do anymore. Okay. How about, <laughs> how about we talk? You asked us to be here. I'm so glad you did. I warned you. <laughs> I was warned. All right. I'm, I'm actually so happy. All right. So did you know that there is a fish that has genitals on its head? <laughs> that would be the dickhead fish? It is a dickhead fish. That's dickhead its Latin fish. name. Yeah. Dickheadimus Latinus. I discovered in the waters of Vietnam's Mekong Delta. The This is true. The f- Flacitus coulon <coughs> is a fish. It happens to everybody. Uh, is a fish okay. with a with a with a preopium or fish versions of a penis located on its chin. The preopium features a saw-like hook used to attach the female during mating, and the general opening of females is also located on her throat. So they have oh. face-to-face sex. Yeah, and I'm sure it's like, why won't you look me in the eyes? <laughs> The romance is heavy on that one. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like fish and fish are weird, man. They're just so weird. Channels <laughs> on its head. We know all those people. Uh, I really we, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my one of my favorite. Um, this is like the this is this is literally the the only job this male fish has when mating. A male angler fish dissolves until only its testes remain. And I, I'm actually not going to read you the description on this because I'm just going to tell you about it. So the way these fish mate is the male, well, the females are huge, huge fish. Angler fish are those fish in the bottom of the ocean. They got that lantern on the front of their heads and big giant teeth, and they dangle that around, track fish, and they, and they bite into it. But the, uh, the way this fish reproduces is the male will bite the female and become a parasite to her and kind of dissolve into her body, absorbing her nutrients, and becomes a, a gonad sac and then whenever she wants to spawn, she just extracts the eggs directly into her, the sperm directly into her body and mates and then lays the eggs on wherever she feels like it. So she just carries around this like gonad sack of a male. And they're like teeny compared to the size of the females. Parasitic boyfriend. I've had that. You had that. Just just latch on, never let go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, Absorbing all my nutrients, taking all my energy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but could you extract extract his sperm whenever you wanted it? 
Yeah, pretty much. Did you do that regardless. <laughs> it's never been hard. That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> well, all right. Glad we're having this talk. I'm learning so much about you. Again, you asked us here. It's true. All right. The uh, the Lanos mosquito fish features fearsome genital hooks. Genital hooks. There's a fish residing in the fresh waters of Mexico that uses its genitalia equipped with four sharp hooks to grab its mate. The Lanos mosquito fish features barbs that enable it to latch onto females' genital por- genital pores to facilitate mating and the injection of sperm. This fearsome fish genitalia most likely evolved in the way to counteract the female's fish's own defense against undesirable mates. So, <laughs> They're like ducks. <laughs> they are like ducks. Well, the because, duck penises are insane, though. Well, the corkscrew, and they God. hook in there. and oh. Well, not to mention duck vagina. You know about duck vaginas. Yes, it is all kinds of mess. Well, no, it's they, they a duck. So the male ducks are going to mate with whoever they want. They're very, they're very rapey animals. Mm-hmm. But the females can select which vagina opening, those dead end ones, mm-hmm. they mate with. So they only what? mate with what? the one they want to. They've got extra vagina openings. They've got dead ends. So they, so they have booby trap vaginas? Not trapped, just dead ends. Like, so the so male has no idea. He's like, oh, yeah, look what I did. And she's like, no, you didn't. I, 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 yeah. it, I, it was a mistake, honey. It was the wrong hole. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But she can select which one she chooses. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> she true. has decoy vagina. Decoy. Is, she, is she choosing, though, or is he just misaiming? No, no, they select. <laughs> It's, okay. it's, it's a selection process. It's, you know, they, it's really hard for a duck to say no. They just love it so much, but they want the right sperm. So, and that's not a fish. That's a duck. And I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, my uh, gosh. These animals are aggressive. Aren't they? And fish are amazing. All right. The female seahorse has an ovipositor, ovipositor which serves as a penis. In the marine world, a female seahorse uses his, uses her ovipositor as a protrusion at the base of her torso that is equipped that is the equivalent of a penis to insert her eggs into the male's brood pouch. Once the eggs are fertilized, the male sperm inside the brood pouch, the embryo embryos have been drinking. The embryos then attach to themselves to the inner walls until they mature. Scientists have counted as many as one thousand five hundred independent seahorse offspring emerging from a single male at one time. So not only do the males carry the babies, but they also get <laughs> penetrated during sex by the female. Now, okay, I have a story about seahorses. This is not specifically oh, about seahorse sex, I'm but it's about me. seahorses. So I have approximately 1,500 kids, not quite, but <laughs> in the neighborhood. And they're about every five years apart. And so this is probably about five years ago. So my oldest would have been about 15 years old. And then her brothers were like 10 and 5. And we take them to the New England Aquarium. Oh, I love that. And there's a big, there's like a seahorse display. And Emily, 15 years old, starts telling her brothers how these are real. That this is like an animatronic, like there's no such thing as a seahorse. And my husband's like, Emily, don't fuck with your brothers. Like, now is not the time, you know what I mean? Like, no, and she, she really, until 15 years old, my child believes that seahorses were pretend. 
That's so funny. <laughs> None of us has any idea why. She just somehow in her head, this wasn't a real thing. Like that, that we came up with the word seahorse for like, I don't know, little tiny mermen and merwomen to ride around or something. And they weren't real. And we're standing in the New England Aquarium before we learned that, um, 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 that's no, no, those are, those are real things. So, yeah, I, well, I mean, to be honest, like I, I've seen them in real life. And I'm still not convinced they're real. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't make any sense. <laughs> they're the dumbest looking animals. Uh, they're just so weird looking and bizarre. And it just, they're, they're, they're senseless animals. I don't understand them. Incidentally, seahorses are also the most accurate almost of all animals as far as hunting on the planet. They are the most vicious predators we have. So like they're the most vicious. Yeah, the most accurate oh, wow. hunters on the planet. Right, they're almost a ninety-eight percent accuracy rate when it comes to eating, and wow. where most animals are missing most of their food, these guys catch almost everything the they want. Majority. Yeah, um, because they're eating phytoplankton, zooplankton, the tiny, tiny yeah, animals, um, but they're incredibly accurate eaters. So the female mounts the male, penetrates him, impregnates him, degrades. Of course. Him, as one does. Yeah, as one would. And then he has to carry the offspring and has 1,500 babies while she's off killing and eating things and pretending to be a fake animal. So that's her game. <laughs> that's I'm how on most, board with all of this. Yeah. Is that not how most marriages work? I, I, well, I've been married a long time, and I don't want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> uh, there is a fish that mates orally. Uh, females of certain species of cichlids are known as mouth breeders. Hmm. Mouth breeders. Mouth breeders. It's a real thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they will. No, lay- Deep Throat's not. This was a. This was a movie called no, Deep Throat. This isn't real. That's for- different too. This isn't mouth- real. Mouth breeders are different. We've gotten those phone calls. Yes. Yeah, mouth breeders. Yeah. Uh, the female lays her eggs, then she picks them all up in her mouth, and uh, and then the male sperms <laughs> in her mouth to fertilize the eggs. Um, You're going to ruin a lot of women's Valentine's Day with all of these fun facts. Or make them better. Honey, it's how you, you keep know? your teeth whiter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so. <laughs> There's a better chance of you getting pregnant if I. <laughs> if I come in your mouth, it'll be okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no boundaries for you two. <laughs> no. What was that word that you just used? <laughs> mouth breeders. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundaries. Well, I'm gonna I'm, leave it there. So anyway, mouth breeders, real thing. Incidentally, there are male fish that also, um, after their sp- after the spawning has happened, male fish will pick up all the eggs and will carry them in their mouth until they hatch, and then the babies will hatch out of the male's mouth, and then the males will collect all the babies alive in the mouth and hold them in the mouth to protect them while they develop. So Aww. there are some good fish parents out there. The mouth breeders are just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> they have really white teeth. They have really, yes, they have great <laughs> teeth and they, they smell like chlorine. A lot of protein. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And there are sunfish that will camouflage themselves to um, look like females, pretend to be females in order to mate. So the bluegill sunfish uh the 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 way bluegills made is there's a there's one bull bluegill who will have a harem harem of females so like four or five different nests in the area of females and he protects 
that area. He patrols it, chases away other males, and then so he could spawn with the females. But some of the male fish want to spawn with those other females as well, but they can't get past that big brutus of a male. So he's just so tough and macho. And what they do is they change their coloration uh, of their scales to look like females so they can sneak past this big guy and have sex with all the females while he's guarding the nests. So they're nice. like a, the bosom the drag fish. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the straight drag fish. I am on board. Yeah. So they just they, they dress up like girls. They walk past and they blink their eyeballs at this uh, big old macho fish while he's protecting them. And then they have sex with all the other fish. Sounds like a Monty Python sketch. It does. <laughs> of course I'm a lady. What do you think? <laughs> I'm just going to go right over there then. <laughs> Let us in. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not sperm. <laughs> it wasn't my eggs. It was just in my mouth. I was you mouth breathing. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's perfect. It works. <laughs> uh, call Eric Idle. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Uh, male midshipmen hum while they mate. The male shipmen. Are we talking in- about Coast Guard people here? Because- we are. They do. Okay. My dad's okay. retired Coast Guard instantly. So, I mean, he okay. was a big hummer. I don't even. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. Now you know. I'd be like sleeping. I'm like, that's humming. Mm-hmm. All right. The male midshipman has been known to make such low constant hum while it mates that it caused some residents to move away from their homes located located near the waters where this fish lives. Because the wavelength and frequency of their mating hum, the noise travels through the ground, the walls, and apparently even people's houses. Uh, (laughs) They don't attract mates using the gas-filled sacks to keep them afloat. So... They do this to attract mates using the gas-filled sack that keeps them afloat and lets out the sonic hum. This fish has like made international news with the noise it makes while it has sex. Yeah. I just, no, never mind. Ahead, you might as well. This, you've already broke all the walls here. So. You've already made the most uncomfortable podcast I've ever made. So you might as well keep awesome. I mean, this is the fish vibrator, right? In yeah. many ways, right? Like, please, yeah. yes, the yes. vibration, the hum, the, 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 okay, anyway. This is the squiddo, the squiddillo. <laughs> the squiddo. The squiddo. The squiddo. I should put affiliate links up at fishnerds.com. Maybe I can make some money off of squiddo. Oh I'm, my God, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm so, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family you- show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah this is me. how you make families yes <laughs> <laughs> well and, and the, the last story i'm going to tell you <clears throat> the last story i'm going to tell you is the the true story of finding nemo and this is a story i didn't start with this one but it's, it's very common i've told the story a number of times on the podcast and live on stage uh but it's, it's really interesting uh Finding Nemo is a clownfish, right? Right? Sure. Okay. Okay. Stay with me here. Yes. 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 All right. Okay. Help me out a little bit. He's a clownfish. And in the, in the movie, what happened to Nemo's mom? She got chomped. She got eaten, right? By a barracuda. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that movie, that happened. And then Nemo and his dad had to live a life with a single dad household and get on with his world. Well, the reality, yeah, exactly. 
um, listen to podcasts and get yelled at for laughing at inappropriate times, all those things that happens when we're grieving. So, but what, it, what would have happened in real life in this episode is, is a clownfish are naturally um, sequential hermaphrodites, which means they can change from one sex to the other. And what would have happened in real life is Nemo's dad would have changed from a male into a female and then mated with the most close to him male uh, around, which would have been Nemo. So the true story of finding Nemo <laughs> would be dad tur- turns to a female, mates with his son, has babies, and they live happily ever after. That's this the is true like story. Psycho. Is that Oedipus yeah. or Electra in that uh, case? <laughs> it's Norman know. Bates. It's this is psycho. <laughs> neither Norman. <laughs> you got me on that one. But that's the true story of finding Nemo. And we've told that a number of times in the show, but it's a it's a classic and it always always hits people, you know, right in the heart. That hits people right into something, you know. It's very biblical, isn't it? It is very. I don't. Well, I've never read the Bible, so I I assume (laughs) you're you're not missing much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that was the fish sex stuff. What do you think about that? That was so much fun. I would listen to that show regularly. Well, here you are. Welcome to the the fish. The fish sex. uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) People, longtime listeners to the show know I obsess over fish sex and I talk about it whenever I can. So it it is a frequent topic here on the podcast. (laughs) It's so interesting. It is so interesting. Speaking of interesting, let's do some fish in the news. News, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves How about some fish in the news? I adore I love fish, fish in the news. All right. Did, did either of you bring a news story for us? I, I did. You did? I did. Well, please share. Okay. This is just January 29th of 2020. Oh, pretty fresh. As it were. Yes. Um, and this has a certain degree of relevance to my former job. Uh, there's an ad- the hospital in the Adirondacks in upstate New York, Saranac Lake, where they have started collecting the lures and flies and hooks that have been removed from patients in the emergency room. And they have a, it's, it's like, I would estimate six feet by eight feet. Wait, so someone shows up with like fish hook in their thumb. Thumbs, that, arms, legs, ears, and noses, in a, eyelids, in a, in a lips, the sides of their necks, the backs of their heads, oh, I nearly love this. every body part. He uh, says he's taking lures off several patients' penises and scrotums. Guilty. Adding, those incidents usually occurred while the individuals were either fishing and wearing small bathing suits. Mm. I only small bathing suits. Fun fact. Well, you know, my favorite line in this <laughs> article is that usually alcohol had something to do with it (laughs) of course (laughs) i would think and the name of the display is called the ones that didn't get away oh Uh god that's perfect yeah and so this is um yeah saranac saranac lake in upstate new york if you end up fishing and get yourself hooked you have the opportunity to be memorialized that is so perfect and, it, and we have a lot of listeners up that way and i would be very curious to see if anyone's ever seen ben uh been out there and check that out i will love to see that I, I love that story so much that's so good 
and now I want to see what they collect. But I, I want the before and after pictures. I want to see the picture of the hook. The scrotum the before and the scrotum after? No, I don't. Not No, never mind. I, I don't. I take it back. <laughs> We're talking about dick pics, man. I now regret <laughs> saying that. 607-378-FISH is my number. Do not send me. You know, I, I, why I, I have to ask you also, why 607? 607-378-FISH is a Google voicemail. Oh, interesting. Because, okay, 603 is New Hampshire, which is right. what I would have expected. 607 is my hometown's area code. Really? In upstate no, New York. So I was, I was searching for a phone number that had the word fish in it. I see. And so it took a while, but I found one 607-378-FISH uh, that had it. So that's our, that's our hotline number. It works. I, 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 I buy this. I was just curious about why 607. Now I know. I am smarter. Yeah. So uh, I brought a fish in the news story, if you want to hear it. Desperately. All right. Uh, the headline, and this is from the news.scubatravel.co.uk. The headline is, Sex-Changing Fish Recover More Quickly from Overfishing. Sex-Changing Fish Recover More Quickly from Overfishing. People eat a lot of fish. Fishing sometimes depletes the fish populations to the point where the fish have okay. difficulty reproducing and growing their numbers again. Establishing marine protected areas that limit eliminate fishing with their borders can help fish to replenish their populations. They can also be harvested when they venture outside the areas, spilling out in the surrounding waters. Um, some fishes, have, some species, however, recover their populations at different rates when fishing is eliminated. A new study from the Ecological Society of America's Journal explores how some sex-changing fish species can actually recover faster than fixed sex species so most people don't understand this we talked about with the, with the uh with a with the clownfish earlier but there are a lot of species of fish that are intersex animals which means they can switch back and forth from male to female and female to male as appropriate for their um for their needs or their population and so what this article is talking about is there are fish so if you take a whole bunch of fish out of the population and you have an unbalanced number of males and females the fact that they can switch between sexes they can balance that out again and then they can get that ratio just right and they can reproduce faster and create more fish at a faster rate that's the news from there what do you think about that intersex fish i, I mean yeah. They I think, exist. Yeah, I think everything's cool. intersex to a degree. You know, every species. I think humans yeah. are the only ones who think they aren't. So, uh, and 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 that's uh, becoming better and better for those humans who do believe that we are. So, mm -hmm. uh, it's a good time for people and fish to be intersex. And fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great a better time, time. time. It's a better time. It's, it's a better the best, time. <laughs> the best time we've had so far in human history. So, uh, it's we've come a long way. I, think, yeah. I don't know. I would. I would actually. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really? Well, kinda, I would actually disagree yeah. because you know, in in Depends ancient populations, time. yeah, exactly. You know, people who are homosexual or intersex were often the shamans. Yeah, of the tribes yeah. Or, or killed you know, before they were twelve. No, not, not so much. No, yeah. no. Like, they were honestly they were seen as be, having special powers. Having if you have the the features of both genders, you were seen as being. Well, it was it, it was it was different in every culture and every time. It's mm -hmm. been more of like a roller coaster more than anything. It changes depending on where you are, what the culture is. It's it's not as linear as people think it is. History. No, that's mm -hmm. true, but 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 overall, I mean, humans as a species are now are better than we think. Ever, overall, so. yeah. yeah. Overall, there are outliers where that was cool, but like, I think overall we've been 
pretty hard on, <laughs> on people who are different than us. Well, right. yeah, I think, I I think that what we're getting better at is, uh, is allowing people to be more than just their genitals. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Not me, though. I am only genitals. That's I. <laughs> You've already been absorbed into the rest of your That's mate. right. I am. I have You're... bit my wife hard. I am. In. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am just a ball of gonads. <laughs> Welcome to the Fishers Podcast. <laughs> Seems wants to get more fish in the world. It's up to you and me, girl. Come on. There's only one way we're gonna get more fish in this world. It's up to you and me, girl. Let's spawn. So that's it. You've listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. Special thanks to Tony Plattis from the Death is Hilarious podcast and Kate Wallinga from the Ignorance Was Bliss podcast. Also, thanks to Wally Pleasant for our theme song, Diana's Bastards for our Fish in the News theme, and Reed Sutter for our brand new fish sex music, which we totally love today. Uh, and that's going to be it. So until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds. Spawn early and often. Never trust a free lunch with strings attached. And swim against the current every chance you get. Thank you, ladies, for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And we'll put links up to your show at fishers.com. So it's so fun. That's it. You made a podcast. Awesome. That's how we do it here at the Fish Nerds. We did Um, a cast. Yeah. And that was the most R-rated show I've ever done. (laughs) That's cute. Isn't it right? That's precious. So thank you. It's wholesome. It is. I'm like, aw. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, Fish Nerds. Fish Nerds. It's a podcast. Just for the halibut. Fry it in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast.